Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. If you're looking for more purpose, more passion, more joy in your life, then you have come to the right place. Let's create your dream life while living your dream life. Okay, love? Hi, love. Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. This is where we take a deeper dive into my Mindset Monday post, which you can read live on Instagram at Wholehearted Coaching, or you can get it delivered straight to your inbox each week when you sign up for my email list. You can do that in the show notes, or you can head to my website, wholehearted-coaching.com. So today's episode is for anyone who is curious about mindset work. And if you're unsure of what that means, this episode is for anyone who wants to maybe change the way that they think, change how they think. This episode is for anyone who finds themselves getting caught in a negative spin cycle of thoughts, a spin cycle that often holds them back from doing things that they truly want to do. I'm so excited to be talking about this topic, mindset work, because it truly transformed my life. We're focusing on mindset work because it is one of the main pillars and principles of Wholehearted Woman, my six-month group coaching intensive. Over the course of six months, you will learn how to completely transform your thinking. Transform your thinking so that you can make it work for you, so that you can make your thoughts be in service of your biggest dreams and goals. Wholehearted Woman is a self-coaching program, which doesn't mean to say it's self-directed. No, 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 no. You're getting one-on-one calls with me. You're getting four to five group coaching calls. This is all about connecting in a deep way. When I say it's a self-coaching program, it means that you're going to learn how to coach yourself after the program is done. You are going to learn all of the tools that you need to help you create and nurture dreams and then to navigate the ups and downs. This program has transformed hundreds of lives and I'm opening it for registration at the end of September. But I am only opening it to anyone who is on the wholehearted waitlist. So you have to get on the waitlist if you want to read more about it and if you want to be one of the first to register. So if this program sounds amazing to you, if you're curious about it, even in the slightest bit, sign up for the waitlist. And you can do that at wholehearted-woman.com or you can head to the show show notes. All right, so today's Mindset Monday reads, thoughts are like pancakes. You usually have to throw the first one out. Here's the truth. Your thoughts are real, but they're not always true. Okay, let me break that down. So your thoughts are real in that you are thinking them, right? You're thinking those thoughts. So that is real. And they create very real feelings in you, right? Every thought that we have creates a feeling and that is very real. And this is the most important one. Your thoughts are real because they end up creating 
your reality, right? Because we base what we do in the world, how we act in the world, on how we think, on what we think, right? So your thoughts are real, but most of the time, your thoughts are just not the truth, love. But they seem like truth, right? Because you have been thinking them for so long. So for the longest time, I never questioned my thoughts. I never thought to question my thoughts. Like my thoughts were my thoughts. I'd been thinking them forever. So like, you know, obviously they're the truth. So I carried with me thoughts like, I am not good enough. I am a mess. I am too much. I can never get it together. I carried these thoughts with me for so long and I saw these thoughts as truth. And they played on loop in my mind. And when things didn't work out, I'd add those things, those circumstances as evidence that further backed up these thoughts, right? Whenever I failed, when things didn't go my way, I would add that as evidence to the I am a failure thought. I didn't realize then that I didn't have to believe these thoughts that I had the power to choose my thoughts. And instead of me choosing my thoughts, I was allowing my thoughts to choose me. You see, every day we have around 60 to 70,000 thoughts, right? That's a whole lot of thoughts. I would say that's a buttload of thoughts. That's a lot of thoughts. And most of these thoughts go by unnoticed, right? We simply aren't able to process that much information at once. But some of those thoughts, they make it through the filter, right? The thoughts that resonate with us the most, these are the thoughts that we grew up with, right? The thoughts that our families kept repeating, the thoughts that our society enforced, Thoughts that we created to help us understand trauma when we were young. Thoughts that we formed when we experienced pain or disappointment. But these thoughts, right, these thoughts that we cherry pick, that get through the filter, these thoughts that we're comfortable with because we've been exposed to them for so long, they're not our thoughts. Like they're not the thoughts of you today the you who is listening to this podcast, right? These are other people's thoughts. And they're thoughts of a former version of yourself, right? Thoughts that you created to help you make sense of pain and hurt and disappointment. These are thoughts that allowed you to quote unquote fit in and to survive, right? So these thoughts have served you well because they've gotten you here, But now these thoughts are holding you back from going where you want to go. Because so often these thoughts are the ones that are unkind, that are mean. They're the ones that limit us. They're the ones that keep us small. What mindset work allows us to do is to become aware of these thoughts and to change them. And for those of us who are new to mindset work, right, who maybe are not familiar with this stuff, what our minds are like is kind of like an unsupervised toddler, 
right? I have a, I have a nephew, he's a toddler, he's super cute, but he's also kind of a dick, right? Like he runs around the house, knocking things over, blurting things out. And that's kind of your mind without mindset work, right? Just running around, grabbing onto things, blurting things out, whatever comes to mind. And what mindset work allows us to do is to kind of step in and become the wise, loving parent. It allows us to become an active participant in the thought process. When you can actively start to question and change your thoughts, that is when things transform. Because I'm going to let you in on a truth here. And this truth, when I read it for the first time, it blew my mind. Okay. This is a blue, blow your mind truth coming up. Get ready. Our thinking forms our beliefs. A belief is just a repeated thought. I really want you to think of that. A belief is only a repeated thought, a thought that you have kept repeating to yourself again and again and again and again until your subconscious, your mind is like, oh, I guess this is a truth. So this is a belief. This is a belief about us, about the world, about our lives. This is a belief. So we have to be so conscious and deliberate about how we think because our thoughts form our beliefs, what we believe, right? And what we believe about ourselves informs how we feel about ourselves, which then informs how we act. And all that means that to truly change our lives, we got to start with how we think. So when I say thoughts are like pancakes, you usually have to throw the first one out. What I mean is that our first thought is usually the most untruthful thought. It's the thought that's a result of conditioning, right? What we talked about, our families, society, our past self or trauma, right? That first thought is the conditioned thought. It's the crappy first pancake. The truth is in the second, the third, the fourth thought, right? That's where all the fluffy, delicious pancakes are. So we have to get in this process. We have to become part of this process because if we don't, right, we go down the rabbit hole of the first thought and the first thought takes us down a trajectory where we're maybe not creating what we want to create. We're not doing the things we want to do. And this is what mindset work allows us to do. So in this episode, I'm going to go over my five C's of mindset. So I'm giving you an overview of what mindset work actually is. And again, uh, this is an overview on a podcast, so I cannot go into as much depth as I would love to and like to, but I am going to be giving you a lot in this episode. So if you are at home listening to this, maybe you want to grab a journal, uh, paper, pen, whatever. Um, if you're just out in the world, you know, maybe pause when I ask reflective questions, but there are some really great exercises and things to think about coming up. All right. As a disclaimer, before we get into this, I want to let you know that no matter how much mindset work you do, like I've been doing this for years and years now, 
you're never going to stop having that first thought, that conditioned thought, right? The you're a failure, you're too much, you never know what you're doing. It's going to pop up. It will pop up, especially if you're doing something new, something really courageous, something different, right? However, with mindset work, what ends up happening is that that voice, that thought becomes less loud. It takes up less space. You believe it less. It has less power in your life. So I don't want you to think that mindset work is going to get rid of the thoughts. What it does is it lessens their power, right? And honestly, I have to say in certain situations, I really don't, like, I know it's there, but it's so faint, right? It's not even part of the conversation. It's just kind of like a background actor. I often say this with, with thoughts. It's like, okay, instead of it being, you know, the lead actor, right? Not, you know, George Clooney. I don't even know why I'm thinking of George Clooney, but like not George Clooney, it becomes then a supporting actor, right? And then it becomes like an extra. And then maybe it's like crafts and services. So that's kind of what we're doing here. Y'all, I hope you're here for the analogies, okay? So what we're doing with mindset work is allowing that thought to become less powerful and you are becoming more and more skilled at being able to choose your second, your third, your fourth thought, all right? So let's go over the five C's of mindset. So we have clarity, curiosity, choice, consciousness, and commitment. So clarity. The first step in mindset work is to become clear about how you're thinking. To not allow the tape to play on loop, but to able to be aware of what you're thinking and the thoughts that you're having. So I want you to think of a circumstance in your life right now where maybe you have a lot of judgment about yourself or the situation. So take a moment and think about that circumstance and maybe on a scale of one to 10, 10 being extremely triggering, maybe find something that's like a five or a six. So I want you to get clear on what you're thinking in this moment when it comes to this situation. So take a moment and write all those things down or think about your thoughts. And I would actually really encourage you to write them down. And you're probably not going to want to do this. You're like, okay, cool. This, this person is on a microphone. She doesn't know what I'm doing, but this is for you. Um, I don't usually want to write my thoughts down because I'm like, sure, I know what I'm thinking, but most of the time we don't know what we're thinking. We're also very scared to know what we're thinking. And I cannot tell you how powerful it is to release these thoughts by writing them. It feels like an exercise in letting go and really becoming aware right? So really write them down if you can right now. And if you can't, maybe do it later. Write those thoughts down. So this is just about clarity. We're not trying to fix anything. I think this is what often happens with mindset work. You become aware of how you're thinking and then you just want to fix it right away, right? But these are habits and patterns that you have developed over 20 plus 30 plus 40 plus 50 plus years of your life, right? So awareness is the biggest transformative step in this, right? When we become clear, right, the solutions, the answers, the peace we're looking for 
slowly comes to us. So just get clear on the thoughts. So we have that first step, clarity. Now we're going to question or step number two, which is curiosity. This step is about you getting curious about what you're thinking, right? It's based in the mindset truth that you do not have to believe your thoughts. So there are certain thoughts that we all have that we have repeated for so long that they have become what I call stories, right? Stories can also be beliefs, but I think we all know when I say stories, right? These stories show up in triggering and stressful situations, right? Something goes wrong and all of a sudden we find ourselves in what I call a story cyclone, right? You make a bad financial decision and suddenly you're terrible with money. You get ghosted by someone and suddenly you're a combination of too much, not enough, and unlovable all at the same time, right? You have a meltdown and suddenly you're a total mess and a total failure, right? So these, these are stories. And you see, stories are just thoughts on repeat. And while these stories make us feel like crap, they're kind of oddly comforting as well right? They give us a reason or an excuse for why things never work out. But they also get in the way of us believing that we can do or have different things, better, more, right? Because if you think you're terrible with money, why would you be motivated to talk to a financial advisor? If you think you're unlovable, why would you be motivated to seek out love from yourself or others, If you think you're a total failure, why would you be motivated to invest in your own self-growth? If stories keep going unchecked for too long, then we get confused and identify with them, right? We think we are the story. But the truth is you are not the story, love. Your story is just a thought. A thought that you picked at some point in your life, a thought that at one point brought you comfort, but now that story is holding you back. So now looking at what you wrote down, pick one of the thoughts that you know is a story about you, right? In the clarity uh, portion, you wrote those thoughts down. Pick one of those thoughts that you're like, oh, this is a story. Like I say this to myself all the time. When things go wrong, this is what I say to myself. So once you identify your story, write it down. And I want you to answer these two questions about your story. Is this the truth? Is it the truth that you're a total failure? Is it the truth that you're unlovable? Answer that. And now the second question is, is this the absolute truth? Is this the absolute truth in every circumstance? Is this the absolute truth? Now here's the thing. I know there's a part of you that wants to be like, yeah, yeah, this is totally the truth. But then we ask the second question, was it the absolute truth? And maybe that part of you goes, well, I I don't know if it's the absolute truth. But all these questions do regardless of what you answer is it starts creating a shaky ground underneath that thought, that thought that's gone unchecked for so, so long, that story that you haven't edited or proofread in so long. And these questions come from Byron Katie, who a lot of her work is, is mindset work. So is this the truth? Is this the absolute truth? Now, if the answer is no, this is not the absolute truth. I want you to write down 10 ways that this is not true. 
right? Proof or evidence in your life of how this thought is not a truth. So let's say, for instance, your story is I'm terrible with money. And you think, okay, well, this is not the absolute truth. And so in those 10 examples you write down, you know, I saved up money to move, you know, to New York. Uh, I've always been able to pay rent. You know, I've had moments where I've used a budgeting app. Whatever those things may be, small and large, right? Write down your 10 evidence or proof of how this thought may not be true. And I, you may have to get very, very creative with this, right? But what we're trying to do is really to shake that foundation. Shake it. That's it. We're not fixing anything in one podcast episode, love. We're just shaking that foundation. So some of you, though, may be thinking, Sharin, you're being coachy. You're being lovely. Thank you for all this positive support. But like, I answered those questions. And yeah, it's totally true. It's the absolute truth. It's totally the truth. Yes, it is. And so now for anyone out there, and I want you to be honest, right? I want you to be honest. If you're saying, yes, this is the truth. I want you to ask yourself these three questions. Okay. How does it serve me to keep holding on to this story? In what ways does the story protect me? In what ways does this story hold me back? So just journal, reflect on those questions and see what pops up. Again, we're not fixing here. We're just shaking the foundation. So now let's head to step three, which is choice. You, love, have the ability to choose your thoughts. And there is no reason why you shouldn't be thinking thoughts that are empowering and supportive and loving, right? We can never get rid of our thoughts, right? But we can replace them. Now, I don't want you to think that this step is about, step is about false positivity. I think when many of us think of mindset work, we think of maybe someone like Tony Robbins, right? Like this dude just yelling positive shit to you until you break down crying. That's not mindset work. And that is certainly not what I want you to do when I say choice. The choice I'm talking about here is that you get to choose your thoughts, but they have to be believable. So many people learn this principle of choice and they mistakenly overreach and go for what I call Mount Everest thoughts, right? Mount Everest thoughts include, you know, things like I'm good enough. I'm worthy. I love myself. I trust myself to make good decisions. And now all of these thoughts are amazing and wonderful. And I would love for us all to believe these thoughts, but if you have been saying the opposite to yourself for 30 plus, 40 plus years, then these thoughts aren't the choice, right? Because they're not going to work because you do not believe them yet, right? When we first start choosing different thoughts, we have to start small. We have to take the first step, right? Before we can get to the summit, before we can get to Mount Everest, the peak, we got to get to the base camp. So what we need to do is to create a thought that is believable in this moment now, but that is a little bit more empowering and supportive, right? And there has to just be the tiniest kernel of belief. That is enough, right? 
but you need that kernel of belief. So the trick here is that you just have to pick a thought that makes you feel a little bit better. Not the best, but better. You have to pick a thought that you can both believe now and that makes you feel a little bit better. When I first started my mindset journey, I had been repeating, I am not good enough to myself for so long that it had become my personal mantra, right? Like no matter what I did, I could not seem to replace this thought, right? I tried to say I'm good enough in a mirror. I tried to write it out all the time, but it just didn't work. And then one day the thought, let's just see what happens, came to me. And my energy shifted, right? I could get on board with this thought. This was my better feeling thought. This was the thought that changed it all. It was the thought that made me feel a little bit better. And from this place, I started to make better decisions for me. And soon, let's just see what happens turned into, I got this, turned into, I am capable, turned into, I am enough. It was a really slow process, but today I can say I am enough and believe it with every part of my being. So if you want to figure out how to create your own better feeling thought, head to episode 20, Faith Over Fear. I go way in depth in this process and I even have a worksheet for you so you can figure out your better feeling thought. But if you take away anything from this step is that when you choose your thought love, let it be something that makes you feel better, but that you can believe. All right, so now we're stepping into step four, consciousness. Now this step is inspired by a quote by Viktor Frankl. And that quote reads, Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and freedom. Applying mindset principles in the real world can be difficult, especially at first, and even when you've done it for a while. Right? It's super easy to apply mindset work when things are going great. But what happens when everything is falling apart? Right? What happens when your commute becomes a mess? What happens when you're behind on all your deadlines? What happens when you get invited to your 10th wedding of the year and you can't even get one Tinder match? Okay? So this is where we practice what Viktor Frankl is talking about. And in in mindfulness, in Buddhism, this is called the sacred pause. So the sacred pause is the moment between where we are triggered, where there is a trigger, where there is a stimulus, and where we respond. Right, We have the ability to either respond, which is being deliberate and intentional, or react. React is the pancake, right? The first pancake. So the sacred pause is that moment where we consciously take a pause to become more present and aware when we are triggered. We disengage from the moment and we awaken our awareness. And there's so much power in this pause because it allows us to come back to who we are. From this place, we can choose our thought consciously instead of allowing our thought to choose us, right? Because our thought is going to inform how we respond or how we react. 
learning to pause before, you know, responding in a triggering or stressful moment, in my opinion, is one of the most powerful mindset tools you can have, right? It brings kind of all the steps you've been talking about together, right? It gives you space to seek clarity, to be curious, and then to choose from a space of total consciousness, right? Awareness. So the sacred process is a really, really brief moment, right? It's that moment between when your mom says something and you want to say something, right? It's that moment between when you get that email and you want to like write back that response or the moment where you realize you did something wrong and you want to say something to yourself. It's like, it's like a movie, right? It's like us putting pause on the movie and saying, okay, this is the thought I'm having. This is the conditioned thought. This is how this thought makes me want to react. Instead, I'm going to get curious and see if this is true, right? And from there, I'm going to choose a thought that allows me to respond how I want to respond, right? In this really brief moment, you can do all of this, but it takes practice. So if you want to practice the sacred pause, I would encourage you to think of a recent, maybe triggering or stressful situation and, you know, find where the pause would be, the sacred pause, right? So that's the moment right between the trigger and your response or reaction. So it's like pressing pause in a movie and then you would pause in this exercise and just see, okay, get clear on the thoughts you're having. And then see if you can get curious and you can choose something different. And then, you know, imagine what that choice would look like, what the result of all of that would be. What you have to know about the sacred pause is that no matter how much you practice it, you're not always going to choose the quote unquote better reaction, right? Or response, right? Even when you become super skilled at it, sometimes you're like, I just want to pop off. That's all I want to do but you're aware that you have a choice, right? And that's empowering because you're choosing what you're gonna do. You're choosing, you're like, okay, I know I could do this choice clarity stuff that Sharin told me, but no, I'm just gonna do this, right? And this is again about shaking the foundation. You get to choose and this is what you're choosing and that is all right. Sometimes we need to give ourselves the grace and space to pick whatever we damn please, okay? And so now we're at the final C, commitment. So this is all about really committing to this work, knowing that there's no right or wrong way to do it, knowing that this is a practice, a practice of a lifetime. And so what I would encourage you to do is to take one of the steps that really resonated with you in this episode and maybe commit to it for the next two weeks and just see what happens, see what shifts. Mindset work is a practice of a lifetime, but it changes your life. Louise Hay put it so perfectly when she said, every thought we think is creating our future. And it's true. Every thought that you allow to take up space in your life is informing what you do and who you are becoming. And if those thoughts, love, are not in service of your dreams, it's going to be really hard to reach them. This is the deep, transformative work that we're going to be doing together in Wholehearted Woman. At the end of six months, you will totally transform 
how you think, which in turn transforms how you live your life. So I hope you join the waitlist love so we can do this work together. So again, you can join at wholehearted-woman.com. Join the waitlist, right? Registration isn't open yet. Or you can head to the show notes. Until next week, love, I will talk to you then. Thank you so much for joining me this week. If you liked this week's episode, please share it with a friend, comment, and rate this podcast. Until next week, see you later, love.